I've been on the board for a while, but uh, I think the restructure that took place with the separate councils was brilliant. The opportunity to collaborate between the distributors, manufacturers, and reps, I don't think were really you know, in a fashion that you know allowed the great level of collaboration that takes place today. I know I can call any one of the members of the other councils and run an idea by them. You know, we have great conversations from that. Connect, influence, optimize. You're listening to The Channel Channel, a podcast for executives and others involved in the authorized sale of electronic components. Brought to you by the ECIA, the Electronic Component Industry Association, working to promote and improve the authorized distribution channel. Welcome to The Channel Channel. This is David Loftus, CEO of ECIA, and host of this session of The Channel Channel, a podcast sponsored by the Electronic Components Industry Association, covering topics that are important for participants of the electronic supply chain. I'm very pleased to be joined today by Alan Ahern, president of Crowley & Associates. Alan is chair of our ECIA Rep Council and a member of our ECIA Board of Directors. Welcome, Alan. Uh, thank you very much, David. I think it's, this is a, a great way to communicate all the great work that's being done uh, throughout the councils and appreciate the opportunity to speak today. Absolutely. Hope you and your family are staying safe. Our friend and my predecessor, Bill Bradford, last interviewed you in December of 2019, which seems like years ago with this COVID situation. Uh, we wanted to give everyone an update on Alan and the council's activities since the last discussion. So Alan, last time we learned a lot about your career uh, and you personally, a native of Southern New Hampshire, a passion for rebuilding 60s muscle cars and scuba diving. COVID has probably put a damper on the scuba diving, but uh, are you able to spend more time with your cars? Yeah, I've actually had a very good summer here so far. We've had some good weather and I've been able to uh, drive one while uh, uh, rebuild another one. So everyone needs something to keep sane. And while I'm um, working or thinking, it's always good to have a little bit of escape to think that the uh, next part to buy and the next step in the project. So yes, those are, uh, I've had to, uh, you know, put a lot of other things on hold, but I'm a very much an outdoors person, fishing, kayaking, things of that nature. And, you know, enjoy spending my time doing that. And, uh, bringing along my two grandkids along with me and the rest of my family. That's fantastic. So it's good news that you're able to still have fun and stay sane in such a crazy environment. For sure. Hey, so uh, like me, you mentioned that early in your career, you left the engineering world for sales. And obviously you've had a great career, now president of Crowley and Associates, one of the premier independent manufacturers rep firms in the US, more than 25 employees. How's your business doing with the COVID situation? I think we've really been blessed. You know, our company is always invested in um, whether it's good times or bad times. And a lot of those investments kind of led themselves into why we're successful, at, even in this uh, current situation, this business environment we're in. We have a tremendous amount of technology within our CRMs, within the utilization of all of the tools that we've had. We've really embraced Microsoft. Microsoft has partnered with Crowley uh, as a small business that they're very interested in the tech world. So we have access to a lot of those tools. 
And, you know, we've really been able to very effectively work with our distributors and our manufacturers, virtual trainings, virtual uh, sessions, and we've paid money for experts to actually help us to learn the best way to have a customer actually want to speak with us and capture their attention with highly relevant materials so that you can actually have the opportunity for these virtual meetings. Otherwise, you know, they have a, a lot of other, you know, competing uh, initiatives that they have. So our business actually has been affected like everyone else's, uh, but not dramatically at this time. Our, our overall sales have been growing. We had a very strong funnel going into it. And, you know, we do have certain sectors in our, in our company's um, business that has been affected more than others, but overall Crowley is doing well. Super. Great to hear. A uh, lot has changed in the world since December. Can you tell us just a little bit about the COVID situation right now in New Hampshire? Yes, uh, New Hampshire is one of a unique state where we don't have income tax or state tax. We make all of our money off of uh, tourism. So we do have a fair amount of people who are visiting our state that are not uh, New Hampshire residents. Uh, fortunately for us, the um, the overall rate um, and its you know, current status is not um, nearly as alarming as other areas. It's obviously a concern and, and it will continue to be a concern, but where uh, the state as a whole is doing uh, okay. And now that it's summertime and people are outdoors, it's, uh, I think it's, it's really helping. And, you know, the state of New Hampshire has done some great things to help uh, businesses to uh, continue to um, you know, grow and, and, and hopefully you know, ride this whole situation out. Great. Uh, so it's going on two years now that you've been chairman of the council and maybe you can tell us a little bit about your experience as, as, as chairman and also tell us maybe a little bit about some of the other rep companies on the council. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, first, it's been a real pleasure. I've been on the board for a while, but uh, I think the restructure that took place with the separate councils was brilliant. The opportunity to collaborate between the distributors, manufacturers, and reps, I don't think were really, you know, in a fashion that, you know, allowed the great level of collaboration that takes place today. I know I can call any one of the members of the other councils and run an idea by them. You know, we have great conversations from that. So being, you know, chairman of the council has actually been very uh, fulfilling for me. I like to think that everything we're doing is uh, highly relevant and, uh, and very important to your electronic industry as a whole. I think that, you know, the rep council itself has done a very good job with a lot of things we have. We've been very um, our early on when we kind of formulated our uh, makeup of our council, we really wanted it to consist of um, reps that are certainly spread across all of the country. So we had a very good wide view of the country ranging from, you know, from the Northeast to Northern Cal, Southern Cal, you know, Texas, Chicago, all the major markets. Um, we were lucky to have expanded into uh, a rep um, um, Spectrum uh, who now is in Mexico. So it brings a tremendous amount of information um, that we didn't really have. I've learned a lot about how business operates uh, in Mexico. We also have Canada, which is great. So we have a great uh, footprint, all very uh, passionate about what we're doing and very dynamic individuals. And it's really, it's really a pleasure to work with them all. Fantastic. 
So we've been advancing several initiatives within the council and really across the membership in cooperation with the other councils and with GIPC. Uh, maybe you can uh, share with the audience a little bit about those. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. You know, one that has recently been published, I believe it was uh, the week before last <clears throat> on the 8th, I think it was, uh, was the best practices for distribution training. You know, that was a huge success for us. You know, there was over a thousand participants that actually were part of the best practice creation. And I really do feel that, you know, with the best practices that have been put in place, I think everyone will have much better experiences within their trainings. But one thing that actually did come out of it, which wasn't originally scoped, was environment today. We actually did a thing called online training, but it's not like you would think of today with online training. Online training at the time was, would you like training that was recorded and could be viewed? Now it's all virtual training. So the word online training is a lot different than virtual training. So we've decided we're gonna add a module and integrate it back into the best practices. That'll be um, the best way uh, effectively for the distributors and the reps and the manufacturers to um, have uh, virtual trainings that are gonna be the most effective form because it's certainly a whole lot different than face-to-face. And all of the uh, templates that have been posted on the ECA website as far as pre-agenda, action items, post-agenda, and measuring the ROI are still very valuable, whether it's face-to-face or virtual. And I think that um, you know, that's, that's definitely something that's needed. People uh, uh, are all treading into some uncharted waters as far as uh, the best ways of, of getting some of these trainings accomplished. Super. So Alan, last December, we were just kicking off the ETL project, which I learned is extract, transfer, and load. And we now have a successful proof of concept. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Very exciting uh, topic. <clears throat> we decided as a rep council when we first um, were earlier in our formation to take on the biggest um, and most challenging goal that there would be. And we felt that that would be um, this whole ETL process. Really with a goal initially scoped and in by and between a manufacturer and a rep with a transference of NBO. So you have two disparate CRM that are talking to one another. And the ability for real-time secure information to transfer from one rep systems to the manufacturer system. Clearly the whole goal is for the manufacturers is they get real-time information. Uh, they get far more uh, uh, updated information and for the reps, they don't have to do double entry. They don't have to enter into their own CRMs and enter it back into the manufacturer CRMs. So there is a, it is in production uh, like in our company because we were the test ones and another company who has uh, Salesforce and that's working very well. As a matter of fact, that uh, every day that we enter NBOs, that's how we're doing it with them and it's seamless. And where we're at right now is working on, um, it's, it's interesting because this ETL offers other possibilities as well that can you know, transform into other ways. Perhaps at some point it can, same methodology can be used for processing of design registrations and other critical pieces of information that go back and forth. So really its goal was, you know, to have a return on investment and reduction of, of wasted effort and to give the manufacturers, you know, the real-time information and a lot of benefit to the distributors as well. If they're working on a design registration and its current uh, environment shows up 
uh, in the NBOs, then there's really helps them in their ability to, to, you know, claim the design registration. Awesome. Awesome. So you and I talked about this project even before I joined ECIA, having run big worldwide sales teams myself, I certainly appreciate the uh, great efficiency gains and the accuracy and the timeliness of information that comes back and forth. Uh, you also mentioned in there uh, the DREG project. And so that's a big project really across the membership right now. And I know that uh, the Rep Council is uh, contributing to that effort as well, right? Yeah, that's correct. We have actually two uh, subject matter experts that's been appointed uh, to the project, working in conjunction with the manufacturers and the distributors, giving, uh, as you referenced before, the good holistic viewpoint uh, between the three constituents uh, of, of each individual's unique needs. So that's, I think that project is, uh, is, is extremely important for a number of ways. There's a number of elements to it. I think one of the areas that I'll be able to contribute <clears throat> towards is some of the things that I've learned relative to the ETL and how we can work towards efficiencies on the design registrations. And the SMEs are doing some great work now. Um, and I think there's been two or three meetings that they've had um, moving, uh, moving ahead into most critical subject matters. Super. Anything else you want to highlight about the council's focus over the balance of 2020? I know you guys are working on making business reviews more efficient, also a little bit on outside sales in a post-COVID world. Yeah, sure. I think there's one that's very important and that's being headed up by uh, two of the council members. It's the scope of the project is create the most effective uh, ways of having business reviews. Um, and that really includes manufacturers to reps, uh, manufacturers to the distributors and distributors to the manufacturers. Really trying to create the most effective and efficient, you know, one touch business review with the main focus uh, being planning for the future. I think a lot of the uh, reviews that take place um, today uh, are very time consuming and a lot of that can be um, you know, through some form of um, standardizations through, and that's what's part of the scope, uh, that can be more effective ways of doing it. And um, also, again, planning for the future really is where we're at. And that's where all the, you know, strategies, and that's where all the strategies are formulated out of. Super. Yeah, that sounds like a great goal. Uh, I know that ECIA and our predecessor, uh, NIDA standardized the world on the NIDA form for, uh, for design registrations. And uh, it certainly seems difficult, uh, especially in the rep world of having multiple masters and everyone wants a different format. So trying to get some agreement uh, across the membership on what are the really important elements of that and standardizing on it could help everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've had successful cases where you know the reviews have gone from seven hours to three hours and been far more effective and uh, they've really led again more on a strategic discussions versus a historical discussions super hey so a lot of great work going on on the council a lot of work going on across the councils uh, i know you're also trying to reach a broader audience of our members just to be able to inform them on all the good things that are going on within the council and within ECIA in general. 
So the Rep Council is really working on creative ways to socialize all the great work that the ECA is doing. We all have our own Rep uh, networks and we're utilizing the cluster of Rep networks to continue to spread the word. Many of those are making their way to their own manufacturers and to the distributors. And really, I don't think anything that ECA is doing is, should be a secret. There's such great work going on and the more it can be socialized and spread out you know, the most effective not only for ECA, but from an educational standpoint to all of the members and, and non-members in many of the cases. So it's been very effective. And I think that we're still fine tuning the best ways of doing it, but we're on the right track. Fantastic. Well, we're about to the end of our time. Alan, great to have you on our show again today. We'll continue to circle back with you a couple of times a year for updates on the Rep Council and maybe even some of your views on the industry. Excellent. Well, I look forward to that. Thank you, David. So that's a wrap for today. I hope you'll all join us for our next Channel Channel interview. Thanks so much for your time today to join our podcast, and we hope all of you and your families are staying safe.